I like to be prepared. I don't know about you, but I like to be prepared. When I we go on a road trip, I am prepared for everything. Everything. It could be middle of summer, but I'm ready for a snowstorm. I am ready to get stuck in the middle of the desert, even if we're in the mountains. I'm ready. <laughs> I have hand sanitizers and waters and first aid kits and umbrellas and ponchos. Like, I'm one of those. So in my car, I have a little survival kit. <laughs> and I'm prepared for everything. We have flashlights and flares and you name it. I like to be prepared. I like to be prepared in my life. I do not, one of my worst nightmares, oh my gosh, guys, and it is a nightmare for me, is I'm invited to speak somewhere. In fact, I just had this nightmare of mine uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm invited to speak somewhere. I show up, <laughs> and I don't have my notes. I have nothing. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm like trying to pull from my brain, like, I can do this and this and it's not fully formed and it's a disaster and I walk on stage and it's awful. I mean, just awful. And it is the worst feeling to not be prepared. So as we learn about the Bible, as we learn about God, we need to learn in about everything in its totality, all of it. And that includes the enemy, learning about the enemy, who he is and what he's about. So today we're, we are going to go through um, some scripture. You don't have to memorize this. <laughs> you don't. Um, but it is important to read. And it's in Ephesians 6, um, verse 10 through uh, 18. And we're... We're gonna, I'm going to read it, and then we're just going to break it down just a bit, just a little bit, okay? So it starts with, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I love that it starts that, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. I love that. Right away, immediately, it's telling us that the enemy is strategic, I think we kind of see this as him as this like fumbling guy who throws a bunch of stuff out and, and sees what works, you know, throw a bunch of spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks and okay, I'll use that against them. But he's actually very strategic. You have to remember he's been around since before us and he's been studying humans from the very beginning. And the, the second person that was ever created, he was able to deceive. So he knows, he knows us and, and he is very strategic. So it says to put on God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm. Again, we start with be strong. And now we're going to say stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, we have three different worlds that we're talking about right here. There's the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, and then there's against mighty powers in this dark world. Mighty powers in this dark world. The enemy is working in this dark world. Right here, it just calls it out. And I, we, we love to believe in humanity, right? Like eventually we all do the right thing, but that's not true. The enemy is working. He is deceiving and he is um, strategizing against us all the time. And there are evil rulers and authorities. There are mighty powers in this world right here and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. 
Verse 13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. So you will be able to resist him. And I love that. That means we're putting up a fight. Now, again, you can't put up a fight if you don't know your enemy. You have to know your enemy to put up a fight. If not, it's just a shot in the dark. And we don't want to do that. We want to be able to fight with power and with strength, right? We want to be strong in the Lord. We want to put on our armor so we can stand firm. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. I love that. So you're going into it standing firm and you're coming out of it standing firm. Again, verse 14, stand your ground. I love that. Stand your ground. Don't give in. Don't sway. Don't look to the left or to the right. Keep your eyes on God and stand firm in your beliefs. And what are your beliefs? What God tells you to believe. <laughs> and that's why we study the Bible. He is our moral compass. He tells us what we're supposed to believe and what is true and what is right, what is evil, what is wrong. He tells us. So it says to, to stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the belt of truth. Again, what is truth? The truth is what God tells us is truth. And, and I don't know if you watched um, with Brittany, the, the interview I did with Brittany last week. I believe it was last week. Um, and she was talking about facts and truth. And, and for us, you know, society has kind of taught us some of our truths, but they don't line up with God's truths. And they rub us wrong. Because it feels like, but I think it's okay. I feel like it's okay. But the Bible clearly says it's wrong. It doesn't matter how you feel at that point. If the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. We have to go back to Eve at the very beginning when, when the enemy, when Satan was deceiving her and she says, I can't eat it. God says, I can't. And he's like, well, did he though? And all of a sudden that became her new truth. Rather than God's truth, that became her new truth. But was it the truth? It wasn't. It's just what she chose to believe. It's what felt good in the moment. It's what made sense to her. And God's word isn't always going to make sense to us. And sometimes it's going to rub, rub us wrong. And sometimes it's going to feel like it, it's not right. Like, God, did you get this one right? It feels a little bit wrong. The, the world says we have to do this. And God says, but I say. Here's what I say, and I get the final word. I get the last word on this. And if you're feeling that way, wrestle with it. Wrestle with it. Talk to God about it. Continue to read God's word about it. But either way, we're to put on the belt of truth, God's truth. And the body armor of God's, oh, turn on the page. Body armor of God's righteousness, his holiness, asking for forgiveness and letting him wash over you and cleanse you. That's your body armor. Your body armor is in submission to God. It's it's admitting that you are sinful and going to God with that. I, that word righteousness, it's so big and I want to get into it another time, but it feels like perfection. If it were me, if, if I just had to try to define righteousness, I, I would probably say perfection, like as close to God as you can possibly get. When we ask God to forgive us of our sins, he washes it away. He says he makes us white as snow. His blood washes us white as snow. So we're to put that body armor on. Then shoes. Yes, shoes. We finally got to shoes, my friends. That's my thing. <laughs> put on. This is incredible. Put on. 
uh, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. That's incredible. So put on the peace that comes from the good news. The good news that Jesus came and died for our sins. That he, he died and then he rose again. He's waiting for us. That he is on our side. That he's fighting for us and not against us. That he is our shepherd. He is our redeemer. That he is in love with us and us with him. That is willing to sacrifice his life. The good news of Jesus is that we can have eternal life with him. And we don't have to be eternally separated from him. That's the good news. That's the peace that comes from the good news. So that you will be fully prepared. Now that's interesting. What the good news and fully prepared, it feels like fully prepared is like this battle cry. And the good news is like this pasture, right? That's like the spa. And yet the two are together. Why is that so important? It's because our faith is our foundation. Our faith is what keeps us grounded. That good news is how we move forward in Christ. It is the basis for all that we believe. <clears throat> that's why it brings peace. And that's what keeps you fully prepared. In addition to all of these, I love that. In addition, don't forget to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Now, when I was writing this out um, and making my notes, I put shield of faith to stop the fiery uh, arrows from the devil. And, and then I went back and I says, whoa, it says of, not from. That's because people, we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? That's not our, our battle's not with flesh and blood, but the enemy will use flesh and blood. So the arrows are not just coming from the enemy. They may be coming from our surroundings, people around us. It may be coming from TV or shows or media or celebrities, or I can name a million places it can be coming from. But the enemy is the true source of it, but it doesn't always come from the enemy. It just says of the devil. He's the author of these things. He's the creator of these arrows. He, he's the one who crafts them, but he's not always the one who shoots them. And it's so important. That's why we are to know who God is and who the enemy is so we can see the difference so that we are not distracted by where it's coming from. The initial, but we are, we are focused on the source, knowing that it's the enemy. The source is the enemy. Then it says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And that's what we do in this group. We take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We know that at the end of the day, the rest of its armor, the rest of it keeps us safe, right? The rest of us um, protects all of our important stuff, all of our organs, our brain, our heart, our mind, like our feet, <laughs> all of it. That's what the armor does. But the sword... That's a tool. That's, that's what we fight with. That's what we run into battle with. That's what goes out ahead of us. That is what cuts down the enemy. And that is the word of God, which is why we study the word of God here, which is why we pick up that sword. And every time we memorize a new scripture and every time we learn more about God, we are sharpening it. We are sharpening it. So when the enemy comes after us, we're able to wield the word of God as our weapon. 
and cut him down, recognize him for who he is and use God's words against him. And I think that's so important to know that we, we're not only not fighting flesh and blood, but we're not fighting with our flesh and blood either. We are fighting with the words of God. That is what our sword is. It's God's word. Our words have no power against the enemy. Our words have very little power. But when you start using God's words, that's when it becomes a sword in your hand. That's what the enemy fears. The enemy doesn't fear us. He fears God in us. The enemy's not afraid of fighting us. He's afraid of fighting the God inside of us. That's what he's afraid of. That's what intimidates him. That's when he flees is when we start using the word of God, that sword of truth, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God against him. Verse 18, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And I absolutely love that so much because, you know, we can get so focused on ourselves. We can get so focused on what's going on in our lives and in our world. But this specifically says to stay alert. Keep your eyes open, my friends. Be persistent in your prayers. We talk about praying to God that you're just thoughts put into words directed to God, right? He's saying be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We are to pray for each other because we are all in this battle together. We kind of picture just ourselves armoring up and, and picking up our sword and we're alone on the battlefield. But guess what? That's not true. As you're putting on your helmet, somebody else is putting on their shoes. And as they're putting on their shoes, somebody else is putting on their belt. We are an army. We have to start acting like it and start praying for each other, encouraging each other, uplifting each other, gathering together with each other. And I know this, what I'm about to say may sound a little political and it is absolutely not. In California, and I believe some other places, they were saying you can't sing together. And I know in Albuquerque, there was not even the church is safe from the governor. And I know that there are so many talks against coming together as the church. And I always tell you guys that the enemy will use good things against us. He will use good intentions against us. He will use everything against us. The Bible is so clear about gathering together as a church. And I know some of you can't. You just physically can't. You're the, it will, if you caught this COVID, it could end your life. And I completely understand that. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those of us who've opted out of going to church and gathering together as a church because we're afraid. Now, I was thinking about this because... I was talking to my husband, both my husband and my son work for a church and they have to be there. And my husband and I were talking about it and I was saying, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go this weekend coming up will be our very first service. And we're in New York. And so, you know, we had that whole epicenter thing <laughs> going on. And I said, I'm not sure if I'm going to go this weekend. And I start picturing all the people and stuff. And then I thought, wait a minute. I never said, I don't think I'll buy groceries. I think I'll just let my family go hungry because I, I don't want to get sick. Or even worse, 
So my dog had a, a rough night, a rough tummy night all over my bedspread. Um, so much so that it was just a goner. So I threw it out. As soon as the stores open, I went in looking for a new bedspread, a new comforter. And got in the store when I left, didn't even realize I'd been in there an hour and a half. Never occurred to me not to go. Never, never once was there a fearful thought. Never once did I worry. I mean, a, a little bit I knew to put hand sanitizer on. I, you know, I knew the whole thing. Wash my hands, don't touch my face, wear a mask, the whole thing. But I didn't feel unsafe. But the moment I heard the church was going to open back up, guess what my initial thought was? It's not safe. So I had to sit back and ask myself, why do you think this? And for me, I had to recognize who the enemy was, who was whispering that in my head. I have been everywhere. <laughs> I wear my mask. I'm telling you, I do it all safe. But I have been everywhere. But the moment I heard about church, I didn't want to go there. So this weekend, my entire family, my daughter and I, will be going to church. We will be sitting there and I will be worshiping with my fellow believers and praying for our believers around the world who are all coming together as one and worshiping our Savior. And it's not a stand against government or against leadership. It's not against uh, any kind of CDC um, recommendations. It's not against them. You know who it's against? The enemy. Because I recognized his voice. And I heard God's voice saying, who told you that? Yes, there's truth in there. There is, there, there's a fact in there that this COVID is still going around. But the truth is, you've been going everywhere else. You've been doing everything else. What's the difference between doing that and worshiping God in a single place? And so I've decided to do that for myself. And I just want to encourage you when, when you have the urge to step back from church or from anything that has a gathering of God's people, that you just sit back and, and ask God, is this you? And if it is, he will tell you. And then you listen to him. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. You listen to God. But for me personally, God has said, that's not me. And I'm choosing to listen to God and I'm choosing to go to church this weekend and worship with my fellow believers, putting on my helmet and my, my breastplate and my belt and my shoes and walking in with my sword and knowing that every single person there has done the exact same thing because we're followers of Christ.